Hello and welcome to the fifth installment of the Synapse Misfire podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and your other host, Jordan. Hello. Hello, all. Say hi. Say hi. Again. Yeah, say hi. Hi. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Good way to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got a couple couple interesting things happened, um, mainly the Nvidia stuff, but but we have a story to tell first. So you gotta listen to us talk and ramble before we talk about the good stuff, because everyone already knows about the Nvidia stuff already. Everyone read it, and like you know, so all we're gonna do is present you the facts and give our opinions on it. So that's the only thing you're gonna take away. So we got an, a story that no one's heard, except um, me. And Other Jordan. Than, unfortunately, us, we had to be there. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, last week, or the week before, I don't remember, I bought a, uh, I bought a Volkswagen Golf for $1,100. It's a, I, I bought it as a beater car to learn how to drive stick. It's a little five-speed. Um, surprisingly good for how much it cost. Um, but the thing is, with old cars, you know, like Bluetooth didn't wasn't a thing. It didn't work. It wasn't invented. Yeah, it wasn't like mass adopted, even Exa- if it was out at that time. Which I'm not sure when it was invented. Do you know? I don't. I don't. I, I don't. But even if it was, and it I'm not gonna look it up because I don't care. It certainly wasn't mass adopted. Um. So basically, I wanted Bluetooth because you know I don't want to listen to the radio. That shit's that's pretty cringe, honestly. Yeah. Fuck the radio. Like I don't like. I don't like the radio telling me what I'm going to listen to. You know what I mean? That's a, you know, when you put it that way, the radio does suck. Like, And there's ads, too. Like, I want to listen to what I want to listen to. And I want to hear it in its like entirety. I don't want th- th- certain things cut out to make it more like family-friendly or whatever. Anyway, wanted Bluetooth. And I had a stereo. I had a head unit for my old, uh, my old car. Uh, my very first car was a Jeep. Uh, and that I replaced the stereo in it, or the, actually the head unit, and it took me maybe 25 minutes to do the whole thing. And that's opening up the dash, getting the stereo out, putting the new harness in, and the new stereo in the, the dash. Not that hard. Um, so I figured I was kind of looking at the, you know, same sort of process. Um, but no, it's a Volkswagen. So, uh, there's all kinds of extra weird steps you gotta take. So, firstly, I needed to special order these uh, little tools. It looks like a car key, but it's like there's a notch um, close to the end of it. Maybe we could put a picture of it if I if we remember. Uh, but if we don't, or you're just listening to audio, look up Volkswagen stereo removal key or Audi stereo removal key. It's like, it actually looks like a key. So I need to special order those, firstly. Secondly, they didn't work. Yeah, not at all. So I was doing this today because I just got the package in today or yesterday. I don't remember. Um, but I was just doing this today before Jordan showed up to my house. Uh, and I was trying to get the stereo out of my car. And um, it wasn't going. just wouldn't give. So, I figured, you know, Jordan's here. He could help me out, right? Two two heads are better than one, right? Um, yeah, it's not... That wasn't good. It, it didn't help much. No, it, it really didn't. So, basically, um, 
Jordan, you got here at what three? Uh, about like three ten. Yeah. Three ten. Um, and we spent probably until four fifteen getting the radio out. <laughs> and then we yeah. spent until like five fifteen putting the new radio in because I <laughs> wired it wrong first. And then it, the car, the speakers just started making the worst noise I've ever heard. And the display on the radio burnt out. And I fucking, I broke the display on my radio. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. That's too funny. And then I, so I rewired it. My computer, my laptop that's recording this is going fucking leaf blower mode right now. <laughs> um, so I rewired it. I rewired the harness up properly. Connected it back. It works. Kind of. There's just no display. The display is broken, and that, like, whatever, that timed switch that's supposed to shut the radio off when you open the door or whatever, or uh, after a certain amount of time when it's, you know, just left running, that doesn't work. Yeah. So the radio so is always on. I have to manually turn it off, but since I fucking, uh, since I killed the display, I'm going to get a new head unit anyway. Yeah. So, maybe that'll work. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that'll come with better instructions. And maybe maybe it'll be a little bit easier than that screw-up that uh, occurred with those freaking keys. Did we mention the part where we got it out with flatheads by ripping it out of the dash? Yeah, so, um, the way it works is that there's a, um, how do you call it? There's uh, little clips on the sides, on the left and right side of the actual head unit, the actual stereo unit. And um, what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to put the keys in the in slots that are on the face of the radio. You're supposed to put the keys in there. There's four of them. And it's supposed to depress some clips, and then you should just be able to pull the radio out. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Simple as easy. that. Easy. Easy, right? Wrong. Very wrong. So, uh, what we ended up doing is there's little screws on the actual front of the radio or on the tops of the radio. So we took part of the dashboard out, then we undid those screws, ripped the face of the radio off, and then found the clips, and then just pried those off. With flatheads, yes. With flathead screwdrivers, and I used, we used several screwdrivers, a bunch of tools to just like rip this thing out of the dashboard and it worked it worked it's out of the dashboard it is thrashed though it is mangled looks like it fell off a shipping truck it looks <laughs> it looks like it fell off a building yeah honestly <laughs> like, it fell off a building into a pit of acid <laughs> like it it was bad yeah maybe we can throw up photos of that when, maybe uh, uh, if we remember um so. and <laughs> We could show all the pieces, yeah, the carnage. Because at some point, uh, we were trying to wedge it or like wedge a screwdriver into one of the cutouts on the body and and uh, get it leverage against the actual uh, plastic parts of the interior of the car. And uh, at one point, Jordan broke piece of the metal on the <laughs> stereo on the actual housing. Yeah, ripped straight off clean off like so. it's not it's like thin sheet steel but it's still steel like yeah <laughs> just went straight through the steel <laughs> oh shit fuck that radio that, that was, was 
actually like probably one of the most pain in the ass things I've ever done. That if if that was a solo project and there wasn't two of us, that would have been mind numbing and I would have wanted to die. But it was just funny because there was two of us. All the all this random shit that happened, like when the radio first shorted and then fell out of the dash. And just oh <laughs> yeah, there was one point where uh, I finally I got the new radio in the mount that I have, which it's a double din mount. Which if you're not familiar with car stereos. A single DIN is like a very thin, like little, like standard radio. A double DIN is like two of those. Like a sandwich. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like a bit bigger. It's like generally you would have like a screen there or something too, or just a bigger stereo, whatever. Um, but anyway, so you can see in the dash underneath the single DIN radio. So I got to get a double DIN one anyway. But um, there was a point where I was trying to test the radio. And uh, I started the car, and it just it just fell out of the dash right <laughs> as the car started. It was like almost as if it were on cue. Yeah, no. We was... should have we should have filmed that. that would have I been was a just thinking that video. when we were talking about the photos, but that would have been a funny ass video to have in a... like the background. It would just like, but a lot of it was just like us wrenching on the radio and just going, "Come on, you fuck!" <laughs> like just kind of get it, but. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of what it was. But. That was, any um, any car guys, I'm not really a car guy, I know a little bit about cars, but I've never really worked on them, um, which I'm trying to do, which is why I bought a beater, you know, so I don't mess up my car that was like 18 grand. Yeah, that seems like a, a good idea. But and if any car guys are listening, especially ones who really work on Volkswagens, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I... This is probably, like, really hard to listen to. He's probably like, you fucking idiot, turn the key! <laughs> yeah, it was probably, like, a matter of we were just doing it wrong. Well, it was definitely a matter of we were doing it wrong. But the key thing was, like, probably you had to turn it the other way. But there's, like, four slots. Like, how could it be We also different? did, we tried numerous configurations. We tried alternating them. We, tried, we watched videos on it, and yeah, yeah. It, everything seemed fine. And then once we finally wrenched the radio apart, the it clips. looked like the clips were supposed to be vertical, which there's another option of that radio with vertical slits. Yeah, so basically, the front of the radio, there's there's four slits, and the slits are horizontal. So it looks like, you know, you put the key in horizontally. But the clips are in the left and right sides going vertically. Yeah, and there's another option of that radio with vertical slits, which is the weird part. So, in conclusion... Fuck uh, Volkswagen. Fuck, Volkswagen. <laughs> fuck the entire country of Germany. Oh, God, don't even start picking fights like that. If you're, you think you and I can head-on take on Germany? Yes. <laughs> they, don't even have, they don't even have guns over there. Yeah, neither do we. I'll fucking... I'll shoot a German. I don't care. <laughs> My neighbor's German. She's really nice, so I probably shouldn't say that. Is she, she the one who made those gingerbread cookies that one time? Uh, I don't know. I was too busy eating them. I'm, I'm unsure. Yeah, I don't know. When I see food, I forget about everything. It's like it's like the Hulk. Yeah. She gets really mad, but instead his stomach just starts to growl. That, that's my secret. I'm always hungry. <laughs> Hashtag Avengers. That's uh, Endgame 2. Thanos comes back. <laughs> Fully torched.
<laughs> he snaps his fingers and he's got a box of magnums in his hand. I'm fucking crying. This, <laughs> this purple snake ain't gonna service itself. My stomach hurts. I'm gonna have abs by the end of this episode. Isn't this a tech podcast? Did we mention we're friends? I don't know anymore. I think talking about Thanos cock may have ruined that. <laughs> are, you, are you good? I'm in charge of editing this, so this is going to be fun. Gonna, are you going to die? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, My kidneys are failing. Oh, uh, shit. You're not the only one. Oh. Alright, so on to our first topic. <laughs> oh, shit. I almost flipped the fucking mustard chair. <laughs> mustard chair. Man, that took... That... That that whole stereo jump took a lot out of me. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Which one? The one? The whole... That whole stereo thing. That took a lot out of me. Like what, it... Talking about it or doing it? Doing it. Took yeah. like... It took probably 85% of my brain cells away. Yeah. Like, I'm experiencing the early stages of brain death right now. <laughs> brain decomposition? Something like that. Nice, nice. Anyway, on to the first actual fucking topic. Yeah, aren't we a tech podcast? When we want to be. Okay. NVIDIA! They revealed their GPUs. Hell yeah. The new ones, and they're um very good. Much better than we actually had anticipated. Uh, I'm actually, that's actually inherently very interesting because it's, it seems like there's, this has to be the biggest improvement in performance that we've gotten, um, ever. Yeah. In a generation gap. Like a massive in performance, yeah. It's insane. Performance boost is ridiculous. Like 980, because I've had a 980, a 1080, and a 2080. And the difference between 980 and 1080 was, like, it was noticeable. Yeah, it wasn't like 15% or something. Something like that, but yeah. it wasn't, like, mind-boggling, right? And the difference between a 1080 and a 2080 is, like, the 2080, sure, it's better, but it's, like, it's not mind-boggling. You honestly just mostly get the ray tracing. That's the that's the benefit of the 2080 over, like, the 1080. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that, those ray tracing cores. But the uh, apparently the thirty seventy the starter card for this which costs five hundred dollars, mind you, is supposed to outperform the twenty eighty Ti, which is a twelve hundred dollar as of now top of line top of the line card until these launch. That is insane. That's actually really incredible. That um, is incredible. So I can imagine what the and the um, the thirty eighty, which is six ninety nine. Um, I can only imagine what that's going to bring. And then, if you got that Thanos energy, you got the RTX 3090 for $1,500, which surprisingly is the same place as a, a Note 20 Ultra. $1,500. Um, that's a really surprising price gap. Yeah. Um, I imagine they they spaced it out because they want to do a 3080 Ti at some that, point. That was kind of uh, some speculation, but also if you look at the um Probably the something table, for 899 or 999 Yeah, if you look at the, the table we made about the uh, the specs, you notice like there's a big jump in VRAM, and there's a pretty big jump in CUDA core count. So this essentially, I, what I imagine, this is essentially just the titan of this gen. 
Yeah, that's kind of because kinda, they probably yeah. they probably figured like we've really like messed up the Titan name. Like we really messed that up with the Titan, the Titan X, the Titan X again, right? And now we have RTX Titan. So people, if you say Titan, people think of like eighteen different graphics cards. Yeah. So they're like, let's go back to the nineties, uh, the ninety series, which yeah. makes a lot more sense actually. So I'm assuming that's supposed to be our Titan for this generation. Yeah, especially um, because the price jump kind of indicates it's that. It's $1,500, 24 gigs of, uh, of VRAM, whereas the 3080 only has 10 gig. So I say only. Yeah, only 10 gigs, but, you know. Um, and then I meant to bring this up, but GDR6, what are, what are the 20 series use? Is it GDR5? Or it's it, six. It is six as well. GDDR five was the ten series. The nine series GDDR five X. Oh, was the ten series? Was the ten series GDDR six okay. is the twenty series. Well, what's interesting is the thirty seventy uses GDDR six, and the uh, thirty eighty and thirty ninety use R six X. Oh. Which is that, that's why I was bringing it up because I wasn't too familiar with the uh, you know the the, the lettering and numbering scheme. Um, I just kind of knew GDR5 sits, and then I had never heard of this um, X being added on the end. So that's... Yeah, they usually just do, like, um, blank, blank X, blank, yeah. blank X. Yeah. Um, but the, what about those CUDA core counts? That's insane. That's actually, like, incredible. So the 3070 has 5,888 CUDA cores. The 3080... Has eight thousand seven hundred and four CUDA cores, and the thirty ninety has ten thousand four hundred ninety six CUDA cores, which is absolutely Bruh. insane. How? I, I I'm fairly certain that's like the that thirty ninety is like I think that's like triple what my card has. That that's insane. And if you look at look at the gap between the thirty seventy and the thirty ninety five hundred. Uh, five thousand eight hundred eighty-eight versus ten thousand four hundred ninety-six. Sorry, my cat. My cat is interested in what we're doing. Say something. Say something. Come on. Don't be shy. Okay. Anything else? You were really loud earlier. I'm surprised with the um the absolute leapfrog that that nvidia did here like there was the 20 series which is like whoa ray tracing ah oh, that's fancy that's cool and then the new consoles were revealed and they're like holy shit this is pretty impressive there's like a lot of power in these things and then nvidia goes oh yeah check this out and reveals some of the most powerful gpus ever yeah ever made like the actually like the in i'm speaking anecdotally i'm not sure but probably i would say the biggest performance gap uh between generations ever yeah i mean i would certainly think so like like you said, this is definitely like a card i'm gonna think about getting like day one i would certainly consider it but i would i would need to upgrade my case for one because the 3070 and 80 i believe are two slot 3070 might be single slot but the 3090 is a three slot card they are chunky they're like 14 inches long they are massive. <laughs> they are absolute units of cards. They're big leads. I, I've seen memes on the internet of the card next to like an AC unit. And they're just like, yeah, this is my new card. Uh, I, Insane. Um, 
Well, they had that with, like, <clears throat> some of the original Titans, where they had the Titan... I forget what it was called. Like, it was the Titan Black Z2 or some shit. It was a triple slot card, which was just two uh, Titans basically glued together. Really? Um, that <laughs> sounds crazy. And, uh, yeah, that was... That was like one of the um, calls back to old school computing, whereas like if they wanted more powerful GPUs, they just glued two other ones together. Yeah, yeah. It was it was almost like SLI, but all in one package. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that so far for this generation, they they haven't announced a, a thirty sixty. I mean, granted, the price point of the thirty seventy is <laughs> is like the same as with the twenty sixty when it launched, wasn't it? 2060 was like 400, 500 bucks. I want to say the 3060 was like 379 or something. Oh, yeah, so it was a bit cheaper. But, uh, I mean, for the performance price, like, holy shit. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so here, for the 3070, which remembers like the baby of the, <laughs> the baby of them, the Founders Edition card from NVIDIA starts, uh, well, not starts, but is 9.5 inches long by 4.4 inches wide. And it takes up two slots. Okay, that's not... I mean, that's pretty standard. Yeah, that's about what you'd expect. Now, when you go to the 3080... Seems like it launched at 349, the 2060. That's not bad, yeah. Yeah, so the 2060, 349 at launch, that's that's a good price. The 20... Uh, I mean, the 3080, rather, is 11.2 inches in length, while 4.4 in width. So it's the same thickness, but it's 11.2 inches long. So it's, what, like two inches... Uh, longer it's still a two slot card and then when you step up to the 3090 i mean I'm, 11 11 inches uh for a video card is still like you're running into some case incompatibilities and stuff with smaller cases and whatnot well yeah you remember when we built my computer i have the 2070 right now and we had like well that's a beefy card that it's a very beefy card yeah i should actually pull up the specs um yeah so here we did the rtx 3090 it is 12.3 inches long over a foot long 5.4 inches wide so it's a full inch wider and it's a three slot gpu big boy this card does not mess around this is a chunky chunky card like if for some reason if you're really really rich and someone breaks into your house, you could beat them to death with your 3090. You, you literally, and I guarantee you'd still be able to get your like 700 frames per second in Doom. Yeah, like even if, I mean, even if whoever breaks into your house, even if they have a gun, you're good. Deflect it. Honestly, if it hits the 3090, it's like it's like bulletproof armor. Honestly, it might as well be. You could honestly see if you're really rich enough. Forget your Kevlar. Just get a vest of 3090s and you're so good. A vest of 3090s where those... Well, it won't break down like Kevlar does. True. Um, also, did we mention don't do this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't... Don't... Uh, don't fire a gun at yourself, ever. Or at anybody else. Unless they're, unless they're going to hurt you or make you pay your taxes. <laughs> so... Pulling up some specs here, by the way, for the RTX 3090. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Chris with uh, DLSS. I forget what it stands for, I but it's, it it's AI enhanced too. frame rate essentially. Um, I tried to actually use it today on Control. I don't know if you're familiar with Control as well. Um, and 
basically, I noticed it, it seems like it hurts the resolution really bad. Oh, really? Um, it was it. <laughs> I have a 1440p monitor, so 2560 by 1440. And when I enabled it, it said your resolution has been changed, and I was locked at 1720 by 890, I what? believe. Um, I would venture to guess what it does is it's like it takes your frame rate and is like, well, uh, what could we do to make this a bit better? And like the obviously the big thing is to get less pixels. So they probably take that and then compare it with benchmarks of different resolutions and go, Oh well, it's between. Tw- uh, I mean, it's really good at 720, uh, but it's it's a little less good at 1080. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna plop them somewhere in the middle, but closer to 1080. Yeah, that's that's one way to look at it. The other thing I was thinking, based off the fact that it's uh, AI powered, is that it was gonna run at 890 or whatever p, whatever the hell that resolution was, and then AI upscale it up to my native res. That was my guess. Um, that only does so much, though. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure what it does, but according to some of the benchmarks here... But regardless, they've been doing some really impressive stuff in NVIDIA with, uh, like, AI and stuff. Did you ever hear about RTX Voice? When no. It was new? What, is, what is that? Essentially, what it does is um, it you turn it on, and it takes the input from your microphone and filters out all the background noise, and it works pretty much flawlessly. Wow. I saw I saw a video of a guy um that's incredible. He was running like a leaf blower really? while he was talking and I mean his voice is a bit like messed up because yeah. of the interference, yeah. But like no, he had like a fan going and he had a hammer. He was like hammering his desk and you could still hear him as if like nothing was happening. That's that's impressive. So they've been doing some good stuff with that. Yeah. So the, these benchmarks here, keep in mind these, uh, I believe, are benchmarks straight from NVIDIA. So, you know, yeah, take that, with a, grain take that with a grain of salt. But it says here, a GeForce RTX 3090 running at 8K resolution, high graphics settings, ray tracing where applicable, i9-9900K at 3.6 GHz, 32 gigs of DDR4 RAM, and Windows 10 Home. So basically, it's my PC build, funny enough, with this card. Apex Legends um, was above 60 FPS at 8K. Uh, control, it. If I'm reading this chart correct, which I'll throw it on screen when I edit the uh, the video, control looks like it ran at about 12 frames per second, and when they enabled DLSS, the AI upscaling, it went all the way up to 54. Wow. Um, another big example of this this FPS jump. I remember this is all at 8K. Would be a game called Enlisted. I haven't heard of that game. I don't know if you ever have. No. Doesn't sound familiar to me, but it looks like, according to this chart, it ran at close to 60 FPS. With DLSS, it went up to 100. Really? 100 FPS. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, another big, big increase. It goes from approximately 23 frames per second to 62. Maybe mm. like 70. The chart doesn't have lines, so I'm just kind of eyeballing it, but it's like about 70. Um, yeah, NVIDIA... Um, that's impressive. They're really shit with making graphs. Yeah, like, there's, this graph is just some green lines with a little thing that says if it's this color, it's DLSS. That's all it says. Yeah, if um, what they did essentially with a lot of their what they do a lot of times with their benchmarking or their performance graphs is they just put two lines with no numbers. Yeah. So you don't know like what kind of scale the graph is at or like what they're testing or like what that means. Yeah, it's just like see this line, this line bigger, this line thirty ninety, this line twenty eighty, this like, line. Like I bigger. don't like yeah. Honestly, they know what they're doing. 
Yeah, which is why we say take this with a grain of salt, of course. Um, you know, wait until you get third-party benchmarks. They know how to make graphs properly. <laughs> yeah, they just choose not to. Yeah, um, I'm certainly intrigued. Obviously, I would never. Uh, I mean, as of now, purchase a 3090. I have zero use for the full capabilities of that card. No, um, neither do I. But a 3070 really has my eye. Even the 3080, but it, it, you know, obviously, it's a bit more expensive. 3070. If it outperforms a 2080 Ti, I have a 2070 now. I can only go up from here. Honestly, um, yeah. So, you know, if I could sell my 2070 for like $250, why not pay another 300, 400 bucks and get the 3070? Um, or, or now because of this, if you want to jump on the bandwagon, or if you wanted to jump on the RTX bandwagon, and you don't have very deep pockets to go for a $700, and this is and this is the Founders Edition as well. So, I imagine the third-party boards are going to be a lot more money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure they You know, seven, eight hundred. Um, so, if you don't want to buy something like that, you could probably, for like 500 bucks uh, on eBay, probably get a 30 or a 2080 Ti. I, I was just going to say, there's people on, um, on the PC Master Race subreddit. Don't ever go on there. It's fucking pathetic. But there's people on that subreddit. Um that are selling their 3080 Ti for a price of a thir- uh, sorry 2080 Ti for the price of a 3070. Yeah. Um, because they just want to upgrade and their only interest is upgrading. They've recently bought a 27 uh, 2080 Ti, and they're not looking to make profit. They're just looking to get the Nets cards value, so that way it's like they bought that 3070 to begin with, because they don't have the money to go for the 3090. They don't want the 3080 maybe because it's incompatible with their case, or they don't have the money for that either. So they sell this card cheap enough where they know someone who doesn't want to swing for that, you know, thirty seventy or thirty eighty might, you know, might uh might buy the card because like you said they they don't have deep pockets themselves and they want to get in on that ray tracing and just the fact that the twenty eighty ti is a freaking beast. Um, oh yeah, it's still like a hell of a card. We're not like shitting on the twenty eighty no, ti. No, absolutely not. But in comparison to a thirty seventy for the price, I mean, a twenty eighty ti is forty three percent less powerful. For a solid what seven hundred dollars more? Yeah, yeah. Don't get it as of now unless you can literally find it from someone selling it for like two, three hundred bucks, and you're willing to, you know. Yeah, I'm looking on eBay right now, and it seems like the cheapest ones I could find are seven hundred. So just wait for the thirty eighty if you're gonna spend that much. Yeah, if you're looking to spend anything over the price of a thirty seventy, don't obviously don't get a twenty eighty because you can get the thirty seventy. Yeah, go for the thirty eighty. Um. I'm sure you don't need us to tell you that. It's kind of common sense. Yeah, it's um, yeah. It looks like um, I'm looking at 2080s on eBay right now, and it seems like they're pretty cheap too. Um, like 399, uh, 449. But honestly, if you're gonna spend 449, just get the 3070, man. Yeah, once again, it's better than the 2080 Ti. The so. only, the only downside I see here right now is that the 20 uh the 3070 doesn't come out till when october october yeah comes out later than the other ones yeah which honestly is kind of better for me because it kind of gives me more time now to make my decision as to if i'm gonna try to sell my 2070 um and get the 3070 because like september 14th i think was when the what 3090 launched and then or one of them one of the the 38 or the 3090 like they announced these cards september 1st so doesn't really leave you much time to decide what you want to do. No, it doesn't. So I'm kind of glad, in a way, 
that it goes out to October, and pre-orders haven't started yet, so that's, I guess, also good, because, once again, more time. Yeah, once, uh, I mean, once the pre-orders go, it's like... They'll be gone in an yeah, instant. Yeah, it's not going to be very easy to find one, actually. No, not at all, so... Hopefully they announce it in advance. Otherwise, I'm just going to be at work and just get a message like, oh yeah, hey, uh, by the way, pre-order started 10 minutes ago. And, I'll just uh, be, and they're I'll gone. Just be, yeah, and I'll just be screwed. So, we'll see. I don't know what I'm doing with it yet. But, regardless, these cards are impressive. And I, I was reading through some stuff on that freaking subreddit once again. And people were kind of talking about the fact that is this NVIDIA really coming out and impressing us, or are we just so used to overpaying for the performance boost that you get between generations that this just seems crazy? That made me have a um, a bit of a like a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. <laughs> like I just had like a um, uh, like an epiphany there. Maybe NVIDIA knows something we don't about what AMD has planned. About Bidnavi, you think so? So maybe what they're trying to do is they must know something about Big Navi, and they're like, we need to get this out right away, and it needs to be as best as possible, or as good as it possibly can be. So what they do is they bring out these dazzling cards, these, these just beautiful, like, stunning cards, uh, so that it gets all this news and everything, and everyone buys one, like, day one. Or, like, the couple weeks in, everyone buys one. And uh, AMD launches their card. Less performance. Less hype. They don't sell as much. Yeah. That's my thought. They must know something we don't. There must be something there. Um, I like to think, personally, that they, they listened to our last episode of the show. And we're like, damn, you know, those guys are right. We gotta undercut AMD or we're just gonna get slaughtered. So, you know... Thank you, NVIDIA, for taking our advice. Uh, we only expect 44% of your income for that move. And, yeah, you can, you can email us at synapsemisfire at pm.me. Uh, yeah, or you could just send a, um, uh, you can send an RTX 3090. Just send, like, a whole pallet of them to my house. Honestly, if you want to send me, like, four, we'll call it even. Yeah, honestly. If send me send, a new PC. Yeah, just send me, just send me, um... Those like fifty or sixty thousand dollar AI like deep learning servers that you build, send me one of those. Yeah, and we'll we'll call it even. And yeah, I mean yeah. that's like I mean a small price to pay for all the ideas we gave you. Yeah, um, but no, in all seriousness, um, a lot of people are also saying that now we should really wait for Bidnavi and see what happens. Um, I saw something I didn't read into it much, but it mentioned that the price point for Bidnavi might be five fifty. 550. But now, if you think about it, the, uh, what, what was the freaking 3070? 499? Yeah. So if it's 550, it has to outperform that 3070, or there is zero incentive to buy that if bit Navi. If it's looking at, if we're looking at a 550 price point and it gets 3080 performance, or like 97% 3080 performance, I'll definitely probably buy one. Yeah, no, for sure. If, honestly, if it is indeed 550, there needs to be something over the 3070 or there is zero incentive to buy it. Literally zero incentive. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. If you're going to get less performance, you know. Then it's, yeah, then it's not. It's kind of like sad Navi. It's not big Navi no more. 
Yeah, but honestly, uh, I have faith in AMD. Well, yeah, that, and even if it doesn't necessarily outperform the 3070, what if they just price cut the 3070? They go to 350. Yeah. Three or 400. Or if they're, yeah, if it's like, or if it's like, um, like it's 3070 performance, or they're doing their last minute benchmarks, and they're like, oh shit, we get the performance that a 3070 does. So we're going to make it 450, or we're going to make it 350, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly what they have to do. And I think the only thing, if they were to do that, the only thing that could hold them back is that rush to get the 3070, 3080, and 3090. Yeah. Um, that, and I don't, I'm not sure how big Navi is. I don't know if it's one card or a series of cards. I would venture to guess um, that... Oh, I was going to say Big Navi is probably the architecture, but the architecture is RDNA 2. Yeah. So Big Navi is like the code name for Big it. Big Navi is probably the project code name, so it's probably, I'd venture to guess, a series of cards. So that makes me wonder, like, if they, what if they don't have a competitor to the 3080 and 3090? What if they're just in, like, that 3070 range, you know? They'd have to do a lot of price slashing, you know? Yeah. To, to keep up. Yeah. I mean, that'd kind of suck. Like if, um, if their best card that they bring out in this series is like the 3070 Ti and it's like right below the 3080 or something, it's like right in between the 3070 and 80, they're going to have to do price cuts. Yeah, I, man, I really want to see AMD succeed because the way NVIDIA is, is like, it's basically like, um, if you want a high-end graphics card, you have to buy from NVIDIA. Yeah. Basically. It's like, I want the option of something different and it, and it makes, you know... It, it it'll have Nvidia squirm a little bit for the first time in you know fifteen years. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, and like that high end card, like I genuinely think, and I was, a lot of people think this, if AMD didn't have this uh, this overtake of the CPU market and this you know comeback with Big Navi potentially, I guarantee you that thirty seventy would have started at eight ninety nine. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe not eight ninety nine, but maybe six ninety nine. Yeah. The thirty eighty would be eight ninety nine, and the thirty ninety would be like two grand. Yeah. Honestly, probably like two grand. Yeah. I mean, what? Because what? Why would a company, right? And yeah, they basically they own the GPU market, or they own a yeah. They own like why would you release most of it? Why would you release a card for twelve hundred dollars, right? For the year before, um high power and then outperform it for 500 and then outperform it for 500 is it because you want higher sales at that 500 hundred dollar price point or is it because you're trying to stay on top of the market or you're trying to scramble yeah yeah i'm i don't think if they're gonna have a 3070 that outperforms that 2080 ti i don't think it would have started at less than a thousand why would it you know it's higher performance than the 2080 ti yeah that's a very good point i think uh yeah, like I said, I think they know something we don't about yeah. what AMD is doing. So either they're coming out with high power, affordable, or little do we know they're coming out at low power, affordable, and AMD's got the big power. I doubt it because that 3090, 3070, 3080, they're just insane cards. But who knows? Who really knows what Big Navi is? Um, I, I find myself, I'm kind of buying into the hype. I, I almost want to get a card day one and I, as stupid as that would probably be financially mm -hmm. um but i actually kind of with you there <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it is i want to wait for what amd has yeah i want to see the the amd's talk for nvidia's tick 
you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I can get by a little longer with my 2070 where I'd kind of like to uh, to see what's happening. I mean, I play like two games a year, so... <laughs> so yeah, you have no reason for this 3080. I honestly don't. I just want it because I'm like, big number. <laughs> big number, good performance. Like, yes. I was honestly thinking of like just downgrading my PC, but I mean, I have it now, so... Yeah. I mean... If anything, don't downgrade it. Just hold on to it and don't maybe don't upgrade as frequently or don't upgrade as high next time. Yeah, yeah. Like well, instead of getting the thirty eighty or whatever it will be when you upgrade, get the card below it, the thirty seventy, which maybe by then it'll be the fifty eighty. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe to the RGTX. There you go. That's what they're calling it. They uh, honestly, I I mean I didn't upgrade. It. I mean it was probably five years four years maybe longer than that that i had that computer and then i upgraded so i'm not i'm not sure yeah but regardless i mean i think we've talked about these cards for quite a while now um they're incredible seriously i mean if you're in the market to build a pc soon obviously big navi's around the corner this is a good time to get into pc building i think yeah like i said big navi's around the corner AMD's dominating the CPU market, making really good chips for really good prices. Um, so, you know, based off what Bidnavi brings, you could, uh, now might be the time to start making preparations, start taking out loans to build your next PC. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, um, take a portion or take, like, uh, a portion of your student loans and say you need this for, for school and yeah. spend, spend six grand on a computer. Yeah, honestly. I don't know if that's some kind of fraud or not, but... I mean... Uh, if you do it and you get in trouble, let us know. <laughs> yeah, email us. <laughs> we'll yeah. read it on the podcast. We will or we won't. Alright, moving on to that... Uh, you know, Elon Musk, he's doing that crazy bastard. He's doing something. Yeah, just something... You know, it's no big deal. Nothing no, too no big. No big deal. Um, uh, essentially, you probably heard about it. But the uh, his Neuralink chip, he uh, he put he put a computer, he put a little chip in a in a pig's brain, in a pig's brain. He put it in, into the pig's head, and he <laughs> wants us to put that chip in our heads too. Yeah, he actually applied for human trials. I feel Ooh. like, honestly, there's something inherently terrifying about that. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, unless something ever happened where this was mandatory or if i could literally be cured of a disease because of this i don't think i would ever willingly in my lifetime pay even if it offered me endless possibilities i don't think i'd pay to I, have a chip in my I head probably wouldn't I don't, give a, I don't give a shit if i could ask google at any moment what the weather's gonna be like i could do that i got a phone in my pocket yeah i don't i don't know man something about getting something implanted in my brain just, just especially right. like you know as much as he is like kind of he has like a cult following on the internet yeah. um people on the internet it's like oh, elon musk he's the best billionaire no he's still a slimy billionaire he's a slimy rich guy and he still does slimy rich guy stuff all right i don't want a slimy rich guy in my brain you know what i mean yeah. i don't want elon musk's dirty fingers in my brain his dirty money his weird emerald mine money yeah i don't know I Imagine if Facebook did this, how much different I feel like the take would be on oh, it. Oh, absolutely. If Facebook had a chip that had in your mind, it'd be because they wanted your data. If you get a quick second, uh, dear viewers, 
Um, just look up, uh, look into how Elon Musk got his wealth in, in initially. Um, they said he sold the company, but you know how he got his wealth from his family in South Africa. Huh. With a stolen emerald mine, but regardless. Yeah. But uh, basically, yeah, he put what is being deemed a coin-sized computer chip in the brain of the pig. Um, and it's supposed to act as an interface between... An interface for what? So, going forward, he himself has said it's like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. Um, <laughs> essentially, it's an interface for people with neurological conditions to use phones and computers with their mind. That is definitely not the end game. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. It does not stop there, and I hardly, hardly doubt that. Well, it's if you start can, there. well, if you can do, if you can do something like that, right? All right, think about this: your phone and your computer is fairly invasive. Like, there's it monitors a lot of what you do. Yeah. Your phone monitors what you're doing, where you're going, things like that. Yeah. Now, think about that. But it's in your brain. So it's it monitoring your thoughts. What you're doing, what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. How you feel. It, it knows too. how you feel because in this instance with the pig, what they were tracking for data was every time it smelt something. So it would smell something because, you know, pigs do that. They do <laughs> all over the place, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's sniffing, and it would document that data. And I'm pretty sure it was categorizing the data if it was like a pleasant smell or not so one. pleasant smell. Or just neutral. Really? Now, what happens when instead of that, it's tracking your sad thoughts, your happy thoughts, your angry thoughts? So next time you walk past someone on the street or someone cuts you off and you start cussing them out, the government knows that you just threatened to take someone's life. Yeah. You just cussed some dude out behind the wheel. Maybe that dude knows that you said that. That's possible. Or (laughs) imagine this. You're driving by someone or like someone's going really slow on the highway. And you zoom around them, and you can, like, beam your thought into their thought. So you can be like, you can just, like, think, hey, fuck you, asshole, and it <laughs> beams into his head. <laughs> he's like, and he's driving along. It's like, hey, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I don't think I'd, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not into that. Um, I, I think it's I'm, cool. I'm certainly not, especially if it interfaces with your thoughts. Like, there's a lot, you know, that... That should stay in the brain. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a reason that it's to like, each his own. There's a lot that I keep to myself, and there's a lot everyone keeps them to themselves for a reason. Yeah, it's part of the part of the uh, the beauty of being a human is decision making. Yeah, so I can, you decide I can keep what it all. I can keep it all in the dome piece. You know what I mean? And you can let it out as you see fit. Yeah. Yeah, like if it's appropriate. But yeah. now, if they have unfettered access to that, they're like, oh man, what's he thinking about? I mean, I just don't get it because people complain when Facebook gives you sponsored ads because you Google search something, but people do not seem to care at the thought that you don't have to Google search shit anymore. You can you could think it. think about something. I could look at my cat. Or like, it's monitoring your brain activity, so it's like maybe it's something you don't even think about actively that it reads. Yeah. You know, something from your like subconscious or some shit. Yeah, you know? Like, I could literally be... I could look at my cat. I bought that bastard a hammock. I could look at him and I'm surprised think, he hasn't broken it yet, the fat sh- bastard. <laughs> Shut up. I could think hammock, and all of a sudden, I'm going to turn on my phone and see thousands of ads for hammocks. Like, that that doesn't seem right. That just doesn't... I don't know. Yeah, I don't think and I'd I already... I mean, I'm already, like, 
I don't know, call me a bit of a boomer, but I'm already, like, really cautious online. I'm very, like, security conscious. Um, that was actually, like, one of the main deciding factors in me switching over to, uh, to Linux was, like, all the telemetry and shit that's, all the monitoring that Windows does, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, and, like, my phone, I'm sure that's doing some monitoring of its own. Um, but I, I really hate the idea. I really hate, hate, hate the idea of, like, uh, digital assistance. Hmm. Like the Amazon Echo. Yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm into it. I like it, but I, I, I can understand why. I mean, it's, maybe it's, like, the, the IT in me, because you gotta think about, like, tech bloggers and, like, tech bros and stuff. They're, like... Oh, well, I have 17 Google Homes, and I, I have one in every room, and it, you know, a big, big security system and whatnot. Uh, but I'm like, well, I have a 17-year-old computer, and uh, if it looks at me funny, I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I, have a, I have a seven pounds of dynamite just rigged to it so I can just hit a button at any time if it makes a funny noise. Yeah. I don't want that fucking thing to become self-aware. That's true. Um, I was just kind of reading through this article by, unfortunately, BBC News. Um, and That is an unfortunate name. Yeah. It says, um, the interface could allow people with neurological t- conditions to control phones or computers with their mind, which is what I had said earlier. Um, Mr. Musk <laughs> argues that such chips could eventually be used to help cure conditions such as dementia, Parkinson's, and spinal cord injuries. Um... And then it also goes on to say that uh, <laughs> the long-term ambition is to usher in an age of what Mr. Musk calls superhuman cognition, in part to combat artificial intelligence so powerful he says it could destroy the human race. So using AI to fight AI seems to, um, be, seems to be the idea, which well, seems like a bad idea. It seems like a bad idea, but I, I, there's something I inherently like about the idea of having... Um, not like general artificial intelligence, but like super artificial intelligence, like AI enhanced human intelligence. Yeah. Where like if you're, you know, when you're like trying to think about something and it's on the tip of your tongue, and you can picture it in your mind, but you can't. But you get can't the word for it. Figure out the word for it, right? What if that just was like it beams the word into your brain? That's yeah. the, like, cool aspect of it, but, like, I still really don't want a chip in my brain. I don't want a chip in my brain, and when I think of that, I think of, like, for some reason, I automatically go full cyberpunk, where I think of, like, oh, my car makes a funny noise. I look at it, and this thing just kind of tells me, like, oh, on this car, this part is located here, and it's causing this. Like, full, like, cyberpunk. Full, like, cyberpunk, and obviously I don't think that's anywhere near what close got but like you know know, going forward it's a cool thought but i think it should remain a thought exactly i think it needs to be you know that whole tip of the tongue thing is like yeah yeah that'd be handy dandy but then there's that behind the scenes bullshit where or it's or it could be like oh i'm like kind of stuck on i'm trying to work on this thing or i can't quite figure this out and it just beams the answer in your brain yeah yeah i mean that might be cool but going forward, too, wouldn't that, in a way, make school useless? 
you'd have this thing in your chip, maybe it would start being implanted in newborns, and it would teach them through the years? Um, that's definitely possible. Like, like it said, you know, spinal cord injuries, couldn't it therefore, if it has that capability, eventually, couldn't it therefore teach a child to walk? Teach a child to talk? Or you could, you know, like, run faster, you get stronger, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not interested. Like, I'm a little bitch, but I'd prefer to stay that way. Yeah, um, yeah, if it ever, like, comes to that, where it's, like, being shoved in a newborn's brain, I think that just, it would inherently make the human race, um, less intelligent overall. Because then you have to think about, well, how much of this intelligence is me? And, and how, how much, much is of a this, computer? Yeah, how much is this, of this is, is you know, Muskrat's uh, chip that he put in my head? <laughs> Chip in my brain. Don't want it. Do not want. Not interested. I mean, if you want to give me a free thirty ninety, I mean, we'll talk about it. Well, it depends. Like, honestly, here's the thing: is when you start doing like human trials on things, like you know, things can get a bit iffy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Like, uh. Especially if they want to start implanting this into um, children and, like, babies. Yeah. Like, you got to think about this is it goes into the child's brain and it just fucks with them for their whole life. Well, I was going to mention that kind of uh, regarding, you know, it messing with your brain. It's possible, like, you know how many issues you could have with this product where... It overloads someone's brain. Too much stimuli causes seizures because of that. Yeah, it's... Simple things like... We had phones exploding a few years ago with the Note 7. And computer computers aren't perfect. Absolutely not. Right? Think about, like, how many times you had, like, an issue with your computer. And you're like, well, this is fucking... This is stupid. Yeah. I mean, granted, you have issues with your brain, too. But, like... Yeah, but... Um, nothing that will cause you to just, like, kill yourself, you know? Yeah, like, just die. <laughs> yeah, just, like, it, it, there's nothing that can go so wrong in your brain that you just keel over. You just you just die. Yeah, not on a daily basis, anyway. Um, but I feel like if there's a computer shoved in there, there could be, like, something goes wrong, something happens, a, like, a bit gets flipped. Maybe you're exposed to massive amounts of radiation for some reason, and a bit gets flipped. Um, and all of a sudden, you start seizing, or your brain forgets to send the pulse to your heart to start beating. Yeah, honestly. And then what about, uh, what about, like, metal detectors, and what about high altitudes? Like, this thing yeah. isn't gonna be, you know... What if you go in for an MRI and it gets pulled out of your skull? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I was like, what if you're, like, doing fucking metal detecting? Or you're yeah. at a junkyard and that big-ass uh, car lifter just sucks your head in. Oh, uh, the, the electromagnet and your yeah. head gets stuck to it and eventually the little computer chip gets ripped out of your head? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, this is a joke, but, yeah. There was I, a, there was a book about something similar. I forget what it was called, um, but it was basically, like, Everyone had this, like, weird computer interface installed into them when they were a child or, like, a baby. And it was, like, wired directly into their central nervous system and everything. And I forget the whole plot, but, like, 
there was one girl who didn't get one until she was like a kid like when she was like a teenager or something um and it was like wasn't installed right and she ended up dying or something like that i forget what the book's called but i had to read it for english class i think once yeah i mean that and it's also like another liability like surgeries don't always go perfect either. oh that's that's true especially when you're poking around in someone's brain dude i know we can't even like cure cancer yet <laughs> like hopefully yeah. this will do that you know i mean i could see this being cool for something where like somehow someday this thing can find out that you have a tumor before it's more than six cells like you know yeah, something, something like so that, precise yeah. and crazy like that like yeah of course that's awesome of course if it's used for the right purposes it's amazing but there's a lot of things that if used to the right purposes are great firearms alcohol vehicles like it's all good stuff not in a combination but it's all good stuff yeah you need to think about like yeah the invention of the automobile was inherently good yeah. it made our world a whole lot smaller you get places a lot faster but what about the people that have died but then think about the the guy who uh would ram a car into a group of people just because, yeah. you know, you felt like it. Yeah. You know, you have alcohol invented. Some people drink it with friends. They have a good time. Some people drink it with friends and wind up killing people. Yeah, or they, like, you know, they drink and then they drive again. And then they and ram they, into yeah. a family of four and, you know. Or they drink themselves to death, you know. Or, like, bang, bang, boom, you're an orphan, little Timmy. <laughs> yeah, Batman style. Yeah. Minus the money and the ass kickery. Yo, can we just talk about Batman for a minute? Have you seen the new Batman games? I haven't, no, but I, I thought you were going to talk about the... Um, the movie? The movie. The movie, number one, seems incredible. A lot of people are does, so psyched for it. Does it? Yeah. I thought the trailer was... There was something interesting about the trailer, and then Batman spoke, which I really didn't like. I, I have to agree with you there. And I, that, actually like, I actually, like, belly laughed when that happened. <laughs> well, the thing thing about batman that a lot of people don't seem to know is like there's this whole thing with him being like mentally unhinged um and this movie explores that quite a bit so from a plot point it's awesome it, it sounds incredible like what they're trying to achieve however yes when he when he did say i'm vengeance or whatever yeah it, it, i i don't know i yeah, just kind of was, was like, like what the f he was like what the hell is that? Vengeance. <laughs> Sounded like, like, sound like he just came home from the dentist under anesthesia and half his face was numb. <laughs> he just he shot like four syringes full of Novocaine into himself before that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was inherently not great. The suit. I hated that. The suit looks pretty good. Um, there was the teaser for the Court of Owls. I don't know if you noticed that or if you're familiar I didn't with them. I um, but I, I, I was like kind of. I'm totally confusing this with Gotham Knights, I believe. Oh. I'm trying to remember now which one had the Court of Owls. Um. Might have been Gotham Knights the game, not the movie. I don't know. Not not sure. I'm not, I'm not huge into superheroes in general. Yeah, I'm not too big into them. I've just I saw the reveals. I was really interested in the games, and then I watched a couple of videos and podcasts discussing. But like, then the again, movie. I was like I. I really liked the uh, I really liked the Joker. I I liked that. I haven't seen I liked that, that yet. Movie. I really want to. It's good. It was good. A lot of people. There was like kind of mixed reviews. There was a lot of people who like really really liked it, and some people like really really didn't like it. Yeah. I actually kind of liked it as a movie. It was like, it was good as a movie, um, and it was a, definitely a good premise for a Joker origin story, but 
I feel like it could have been a movie on its own without the Joker in it. Yeah, just kind of like a movie titled Unhinged, and it's like a crazy guy. Something like that, yeah. because you see this, like, this... It's not really a slow descent, like, he's already kind of... Out you know, there. He's yeah. already kind of cracked. Yeah. But you see his into, like, madness, and he gets frustrated, and, you know... Anyway, it was, a, it was a good movie, so I was excited to see where it went. Yeah. Um, however, it just doesn't seem... I, I was excited for the movie until I heard Batman start speaking. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to see what they do. Um, I kind of like the fact that they're. it seems like they're focusing on like the mental side of Batman and like his violence, because at the end of the day, Batman's entire culture stems from violence. He doesn't just become a superhero because he wants to, you know, be Mr. Nice Guy. He does it out of anger and frustration. So you see in that scene, I'm not sure, you know, who's watching that scene that, or listening, who's seen the trailer, where he just beats the guy into the ground yeah. right before he speaks. Like, that's not what a superhero does. Like, you, you don't just beat a person, snap their arm, and punch their head in until it looks like a fucking piece of cheese that you stepped yeah, on. honestly. That's the unhinged side of Batman. I, um, kind of like the idea of, like, um, like, anti-heroes. Like, yeah, like yeah, Deadpool. that's yeah, that's the good description of it. Like antihero. I like that. I like that whole idea. It just seems like it seems like it's very rarely done well. I mean, did you you watch the Deadpool movies? Yeah, they were incredible, right? I was or do thinking, you not care for him. I was thinking that was probably like one of the only good examples of an antihero. Yeah, I was gonna say I think both were incredible movies. I didn't. I don't think I saw the second one. No, I saw the first one. I really liked it. Yeah, no, I thought they were both incredible hilarious you know as a deadpool movie should be um yeah i mean i don't know because i i haven't seen like i haven't seen many of the older batman films and i heard you know some are good some aren't as good um and then like uh, batman vs superman like the movie was all right but the story was like whatever and then batman something about ben affleck's batman i just thought he was like a little bitch i don't know what it is his voice more than anything like more than uh more than the voice in this new movie really who, pissed me who off. Who plays that? Uh, the Twilight guy, right? Yeah, it's um, Robert uh, Pattinson. Pattinson, that's his yeah. name. And I mean, I think he's a great actor. Like besides Twilight, I mean, the movies he comes in, he's a, he's a real good actor. But um, I feel yeah. like I haven't seen him in anything else. I don't watch a ton of movies though, so yeah, I don't I don't watch too many either. I mean, it kind of depends. I kind of watch older movies. I tend to not go to movie theaters very often. But, no, uh, I mean like that's not even. That no, doesn't you just even mean have in to general. do with the, uh, like the um, fucking, the the goddamn uh, <laughs> extinction event we're having here. Yeah. Um, that's just in general. I don't really go to the movie theater. Yeah, I, I haven't gone in a long time, even before COVID. But um, I think I because I watch like maybe three movies every year. <laughs> like honestly, I think I saw, um, the Joker. I didn't see it in the theaters. I I didn't buy it either. I pirated it. Um, oh, nice. Good thing to admit. Um, and Parasite, that Korean film. I've um, heard about it. Which a lot of people kind of compared to The Joker, which had a sort of similar theme. Um, basically, the premise is like, there's these rich people and um, a really poor family. And... A friend of the kid in the really poor family 
he hands a job that he had from the rich family to the poor family. So, and they're, and they do this big scheme to get the entire family involved, the entire poor family involved with this rich family. And they do some kind of like, not incredible stuff, and it doesn't end very well. Um, but regardless, I thought it was a very good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, sounds interesting. I might have to check that out. Um, if you do, you're going to have to read subtitles, but... Yeah, it's fine by me. It's in Korean, so... Yeah, no, that sounds like an interesting movie, but... um, I actually, if you haven't watched it, I did a really shitty job of explaining it. But if you <laughs> haven't watched it, I would recommend it. It's, it was a good movie. I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, but, back to, like, the, the Batman thing. Did you see anything about the games at all? I haven't, no. So, it seems like Gotham Knights... Um, it looks like a cool game. It looks pretty cool. You play as the Bat family. It's like um, Red Knight or Red Hood, I mean. Uh-huh. Um, Nightwing, Batgirl, and then Robin. Um, it's the four characters. It kind of goes. It, they're saying it's not games as a service, but it has like RPG mechanics, loot mechanics, and it plays kind of like an Arkham game. It's in the same uh, universe, I believe. Uh huh. Or no, actually. Yeah, I think it's a, it's potentially in a different universe, but it actually pits up after Arkham Knight's Nightfall ending. I don't know if you've ever seen that, have you? No, I never really played the Arkham games, actually. Oh, well, yeah, they were incredible games, um, but if you 100% complete, like, full-on, all collectibles, everything, um, in Arkham Knight, you get the Nightfall ending, where Batman commits suicide, basically. Jesus. He fates his own, he fates his own death, or at least it seems, you know, legit, but you can kind of tell it might be fake. They, they leave it open. This takes place seemingly after that. Um, Batman kind of says, like, oh, if you're reading this message, I'm dead. And it's the four characters reading the message. Um, and they just kind of take over to defend Gotham. I, I don't know much more than that, personally. But it seems kind of cool. There's co-op. Also seems kind of cool. Um, have you seen the Suicide Squad game? No, I haven't seen that either. A lot of people... For... Okay, so... For what the movie was like, I can't imagine this game's going to be very good. Um, the movie was not as bad as everyone thought it was. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, like, a fun movie. It just wasn't a very good movie. So, here's... I felt the same way about, like, Jurassic World. A lot of people complained about that, and people didn't like it. I thought it was was a a fun movie. It was an enjoyable movie, but it wasn't incredible. It wasn't something that I'd watch if I wanted to watch, like, fine art. Like, if I didn't want to watch, like, man, I really like that movie. It's like, oh, yeah, it's fun. You put it on. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is you say that it doesn't seem like it will be good, potentially, but I will tell you this. It is made by Rocksteady, who made the Arkham games. Really? Which are some of the... It, one of them won Game of the Year um, one year. They're incredible games. Um, so, obviously, you know, that doesn't that doesn't make them invulnerable to failure uh, by any means. Um, well, I mean, look at, look at like, Bioware. They yeah. made the Mass Effect games, and then they came out with Andromeda, and it was a pile of shit. Yeah. Granted, that was also EA-backed, though. And mm. EA played the biggest hand in that, but... That'll do it. Um, This game is called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It's the Suicide Squad members are hired to kill Superman and the rest of the Justice League, who seem to be controlled by Brainiac. Okay. Um, this is apparently in the Arkham universe as the games. It's based off, you know, that universe. So, kind of interesting... Um, what if it's in the same universe and you're just like Ice Superman? <laughs> I don't think you're going to get to Ice Superman. I think 
if it's called Kill the Justice League and then they're Brainiac-controlled, I have a feeling Suicide Squad is going to go after Brainiac. Not, not. How does Suicide Squad compete with Superman, first of all? I don't know, dude. So, Who's that, uh... Didn't they have, um... What's his name? Boomerang Man? Yeah. He yeah. could probably take out Superman. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. What's his name? Is it Captain Boomerang? Why does I that think sound? it's Captain Boomerang. <laughs> I think it's Captain Boomerang. Hang on. They look. just ran out of names, didn't they? Um. Well, granted, DC... Yeah, it is Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. <laughs> uh, I mean, granted, DC doesn't have like a very um, high standard when it comes to... When it comes to naming uh, and coming up with superheroes, they did have um, one called Asbestos Lady, (laughs) and she was made of asbestos. (laughs) You sure that wasn't like a political cartoon? No, that's real, by the way. Oh, great. uh, Asbestos Lady or Lady Asbestos? Huh. Lady Asbestos. I think that sounds more elegant. Oh, I think it was Marvel that came out with that. I apologize. I apologize. I yes, asbestos lady. It was Marvel. It's the Marvel universe. I I apologize. Oh, this is interesting. I just happened to pull up the Wikipedia about Mr. Boomerang himself, and uh, there you was mean a... Captain Boomerang. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. There was a section about the video games in which he's appeared, and I was wondering. I was like, I've I've never seen him in any games, so I thought Suicide Squad would be on there. But it turns out he was mentioned in Batman: Arkham Origins. He was mentioned in the game. He was one of the 20 escaped Blackgate prisoners who mistook Batman's Batarang for one of his own boomerangs. Interesting. I played Origins, and I honestly don't remember that. So it's also been a long time. Um, So now you can kind of see there's a potential there for a decent story because they're connecting it to this Arkham universe, which I did just mention at the end of Arkham Knight that Batman's supposed to, like, you know, fake his death or even potentially die, depending on what actually happened. So, if they're going after the Justice League, you can expect to see Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. How are they going to do that? <laughs> How do you connect that to the Arkham games, which never mentioned like a, a Justice League or anything along that line? Obviously, maybe they'll tie it into like Superman faked his death in Gotham, so we could go with join the Just uh, the Justice League, the Justice League. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, it, I'm honestly excited for it. I, I tend to have high hopes for games that are made by developers I know. Like, if this was made by just some random-ass developers, like like the Spider-Man game for the PS4, I, you know, I was excited for it, but I didn't really know Insomniac before that. I never played Ratchet & Clank. So I was like, yeah, this, this could be good, and then I played it. And now, not only was that game incredible... I kind of trust Insomniac where I might get the new Ratchet and uh, Clank, even though I've never been into those games, just because they seem to know their shit. I know? mean, yeah, I the only thing I'm thinking about the, the Batman games is, like, I... Those are ones that have been in my queue of games to play for so long that they're not there anymore. Yeah. Um, so much so that I haven't even bought them. Hmm. Um, on PC at least. I had them on Xbox, but I don't have any of my Xbox why, my games anymore. Why haven't you played them? Like, are they not 100% interesting, or are you just not know much about them? Or The reason I never played them is because when I did, something uh, more interesting came up, always. Yeah, that, that makes and sense. And then I yeah. just never continued playing them. Because I, I remember playing uh, Arkham 
uh, Arkham Asylum. Yeah, that was, was the first one. It was like um, kind of like mission based, right? You had to like you were dropped into like missions. Um, with Arkham Asylum, you weren't. You were in Arkham Asylum. Um, you were restricted to Arkham Asylum, but that was the open world, and Maybe it, it was, was objective based. And there was there was like missions you could call them, like different chapters and stuff. But, okay. Yeah, you were in. So in Arkham Asylum, you were in Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. They actually gave you all of Gotham to explore. Okay. Um, and I believe you could go back to Arkham Asylum for certain missions. Uh, Arkham Origins was the same thing. It just kind of improved on Arkham City, where you had the big map. It was a, it was an origin story, as you could probably guess. Um, and then Arkham Knight was just kind of the end all be all. Yeah, I don't actually remember what turned me off from playing it, but um, now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah, I just never played them. Yeah, no, they um, they're fantastic games. The only thing I could see being a problem is that. Arkham Knight compare. I mean, sorry, Arkham um, Asylum comparatively to like Arkham City and Arkham Knight might not age as well. Um, I'm not. I don't quite remember like what mechanics changed between the two. But like in Arkham Knight, you get the Batmobile, it's open world. Oh really? Yeah. Arkham Asylum, you're just Batman in Arkham Asylum, beating the shit out of people. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, those games aren't very innovative with their combat. No, they, well, you say that, but I'm pretty sure they pioneered that combat style. Because every game that has it is Arkham-like. Like how they have Souls-like, it always says Arkham-like combat. Okay, I suppose maybe they... Then they did. That's That was going to be my next point, was that with them not aging well, there's other games that have improved on that formula. Yeah, maybe they invented that formula, but it's just not a very good formula. Yeah, not anymore anyway. Back then... It was incredible. As you just the hit the A button. It's not... No. How is it not, like... It's, it's like, the same setup as, like, the Spider-Man PS4 game. But like similar to that. I remember it just being, you just hit the same button over and over again. Well, yeah, you do combos and stuff. It's it's similar yeah. to, like, a Spider-Man, any other superhero game, honestly. This, I mean, the Spider-Man games were, like... I, I feel like they... They did it best, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I feel like they made it fun, but, like, I, I just... It's inherently uninteresting combat. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I find it interesting just because there's only so much you can do with a superhero, like how... But F- Spider-Man had that extra element to it because he had the webs. Yeah. So, th- Batman's got all his gadgets, though. Yeah. What does, I... he, what does he use for gadgets in the game? Batarang, Batclaw, Grappling Hook. Um, oh. He uses... Oh, what else does he use? Let me... You know, I'll pull it up. We'll see. I still think the web is better. Oh, hundred percent. I um, I, I don't even like compared to Spider Man. Any other superhero is like dirt to me. I don't give two shits. Wow, dude. Um, I feel like honestly, um, because you eventually you do face enemies with, or a lot of times you do face enemies with guns in those games. Like in, why didn't Batman? Batman? Yeah. yeah, why didn't Batman just pick up a gun and just start icing people? Dude? <laughs> I feel like it just doesn't make sense. Against his code, baby. I don't care, dude. Um, Honestly, if people are shooting at you and you beat the shit out of one of them, take his rifle and just gun down everyone else. Yeah, that's true. So, in Arkham Asylum, the, keep in mind the first game in the series, um, you had the Batarang, you had multi-Batarang, which could target like multiple characters, explosive gel, which was used for like getting through walls, remote control Batarang, uh, Batclaw, Cry, uh, cryptographic sequencer. I don't know what the fuck that is. 
Oh, I oh, think that was hack. for the puzzles or whatever. It's to hack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Line launcher, which is, I believe, um, like a like grappling line. hook. Yeah, it's kind of like a zip line. And then the sonic battering. So it, it seems all obviously based around the battering. Um, and then there was upgrades to your actual character you can make. And maybe problem- it's just because I, I maybe it's just that I don't really think that Batman's a very interesting character <laughs> or a very interesting superhero. Yeah, I mean, I think the the combat in the game was fun for the time. I just don't know how it would be now because like something like that, it's very like punchy and like aggressive and like you know really hard hitting versus something like Spider Man. You're just so like the new one. I feel like that had the best combat system out of any superhero game, and it was based off the Arkham formula. They just took it and they really fit it to the character. Like there was so many contextual things you could do in that game too. That's the thing that I I. That's the thing that I I was missing out of those games. It's all the contextual stuff you can do. Yeah. Where like you can like web people and like spin them around and slam them on the ground, or you can like attack from above. That was an yeah. extra thing. You could uh, when you would dodge. You know how you would hit you know circle to dodge. If yeah. you dodge towards a wall, he wouldn't just like dodge. He'd jump and get up stuck on, on the wall. wall. He'd stick to the wall, and yeah. then you could hit the punch button and leap off the wall. Literally something you'd see in the movies, which is what made it so like enjoyable or you could like crawl on the ceiling of a place and like web people up into the ceiling into yeah. the ceiling and you could also use objects in the environment in that game too that's that's what i was missing from that game i think was the arkham games was like there wasn't enough like contextual no, stuff just to make it some dude in the face to make it interesting yeah uh i guess there's only so much because batman at the end of the day is just a guy <laughs> a guy with good armor and heavy fists yeah it's and just, martial arts trainer it's just like a guy with money really Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the story in them is incredible, um, which is why I have faith in Rocksteady that they can take the formula, apply it to Suicide Squad, and actually tell a good story. I hope so. And make the characters interesting. Um, a lot of people seem to like Gotham Knights more. They thought, well, for one, Gotham Knights kind of showed us a little bit of gameplay, while Suicide Squad was purely CGI trailer. Um, uh... So a lot of people instantly were turned off by that. I personally, just based off the vibe in the trailer, found it to be more enjoyable than the actual vibe I got from the gameplay of Gotham Knights. That's just me. I'm going to end up playing both games regardless. But, you know, they both seem kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, I'll probably play them, but I probably won't. <laughs> What'll probably happen is I will play them, I will talk about them, you'll say you'll play them, and then you'll just fuck around with your Volkswagen. Probably. Well, it's just, like, I, I haven't really, like, had the drive to play games, really. Yeah. To be honest with you. I, you know, I find I'm preoccupied with other stuff now, really. Like, yeah. I can, like, my car, and, like, you know, I just, I'm more interested in, like, computer hardware and, like, um, networking equipment and stuff like that than I am, like, playing games. It's just something that I don't frequently do anymore you know yeah no i feel you um which funny enough talking about superheroes and talking if about games. Uh, <laughs> yeah if you ever felt that same way let me know how you got back into it in the games well i think you know what i think will change you i think cyberpunk yeah i think that's gonna pull you back in because it's this big grand rpg experience yeah and that really um that really does tickle my pickles so. <laughs> um what I was going to say is while we talk about games and uh, superheroes, I've been playing Marvel's Avengers. Is that any good? Or is it? Um, 
kind of a mixed bag. Um, I think the game is fun. I'm only probably about four hours in, so obviously there, there's a bit more to see. Um, it has RPG mechanics. They're both in-depth and both basic. It has, you know, your basic uh, division loot system. Okay. Where you kind of pick up, like, a vest. You pick so, up gauntlets. Well, is there, like... Let me think. Is there that sort of area where it's like, uh, what did they have in the division? They had like the dead, the dead zone or something. Yeah, the where dark you, zone. The dark zone. That's what they called it. Um, where you could like get better loot, but it was like way more difficult, and you could fight other players and stuff. So the thing with this game is, it doesn't seem like there there's player uh, PVP. Uh-huh. There is, you know, mission difficulty. You can ramp it up. Um, they are gonna add raids eventually. It's very, really? very heavily games as a servicey. It's um, um, like Destiny. Very much so. Um, the thing with Destiny is like, it always seems to do, and I've noticed this with the the both the games, where it's like, it has a very slow start. You know, a very slow start, and then, like, it updates a couple times, or releases, like, a raid or something, and then it just explodes in popularity. Yeah, um, I could see that happening with this game, because... I played, I mean, I played all the year one... Destiny uh, stuff? All the year one Destiny 2 stuff, um, because I bought the complete edition or something, or the, not the complete edition, because it's not complete, but, like, uh, whatever special edition or whatever it was, Yeah, I bought that was my point um and i played all the year one stuff and i'm like man this really was not interesting at all um and it took like six hours maybe not yeah. even i don't yeah. even remember how long it took but it took but it was like very it was a very short period of time yeah and i was like man this isn't interesting at all yeah i think um so with this game, I think the the biggest thing I've noticed that's kind of good is the the combat is simple, but it's fun, um, and each character does feel like you know a little bit different. It feels more like that character, um, like with the Hulk, for example. You kind of get this vibe of like the cameras up close. You're this big brute that just bangs shit, punches everyone, and just flips out. Versus someone like Thor, you get this more like almost God of War feel. As you, you know, would kind of expect. Yep. Where you're using your lightning powers and you're throwing your hammer and then you're punching someone and then you're calling the hammer back and hitting them with a heavy with the hammer. Stuff like that. Iron Man, you can fly around pretty freely. Um, They certainly make him slow. Like his really? max, his max flight speed in combat is like running. It's not incredibly fast, but I guess it makes sense given the context. They have to balance it somehow. Yeah. Um... Each character can dodge, obviously. Um, certain characters have like healing abilities, like the main character, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. She has a healing ability where she can heal people around her and herself. Um, they all have ultimates. They all have like this uh, heroic ability they can do, like Iron Man using the Unibeam, which is like that big ass beam on his chest, can clear out some enemies. He can also turn into the Hulkbuster armor. Oh, really? For his ultimate, which is cool. That's always you know fun to see. Um, so it's almost like um. It's almost like Overwatch in a way. Yeah, it's very similar Where in that each, regard. Each um, they each fill their own role. Like uh, you have like a cleric healer type role. Yeah. And then like a a tank role, which would be the Hulk. Yeah. And like a 
more of like um you know a a lighter weight kind of flippy dippy character of the iron man and yeah um the yeah so the gameplay itself like i said it has the rpg mechanics the combat's pretty varied by each character um the levels for the game are all right they're kind of sandboxy they're not quite sandboxy in the sense that there's multiple paths to take but like you'll spawn into a level where it's like hey go to this headquarters but on the way there might be like convoys of enemies that you take out and you get more loot from them or you get ambushed and like little things like that um the levels are okay level designs okay the worst part is the aim facilities um aim is kind of like the bad guy in the story yeah, yeah a lot of the game revolves around going to their facilities and busted stuff up they all look the same oh really yeah it, it almost makes me think they took a blueprint and then just like <laughs> what is it called um procedurally generated the object placement in this blueprint i would venture to guess if they all are like the same general layout of that's like exactly what they did that's probably exactly what they did um a lot of the mission stuff for the side quest specifically is kind of boring it's like defend this circle or destroy these three canisters or to fight off waves and like it's cool at first um but the combat system as good as it is at times doesn't validate that being the only focus the main story itself is is good though like the story that it does tell there's a campaign yeah um once again not a huge fan of the games as a service implementation with it where it has that vibe of destiny where you have to collect loot to proceed but all the side quests aren't that interesting so there's kind of like a grind and sometimes it gets a little boring and you're just like basically doing the same mission over and over to get gear to power your character to then proceed to the next mission um overall fun game i don't think it should be 60 dollars and it like you had mentioned with destiny it kind of gives me that vibe where i'm interested to see where it ends up more so than where it is now yeah that's the thing is is destiny's more like it was more like a journey of like you could see you know it generated and it kept the hype going as it released new stuff yeah but then again you have i mean expansion on expansion on expansion and it all costs money yeah and that so, obviously adds up to a problem of its own. Which I think is, business-wise, a smart way to implement that. Like, oh, we're not going to have microtransactions. We're just going to, every six months, plop a $40 DLC on you. Yeah, unfortunately, this game is loaded with microtransactions. Well. But I get, you know, with the Destiny standpoint, yeah, that's that's how it is sometimes. Um, Are you familiar at all with the way the story is set up in this game? No, not at all, actually. So, essentially, it uh, it follows events after A-Day. A-Day is basically Avengers Day. Um, it's a big celebration. Some shit goes down. Um, and you play as Kamala Khan, which is Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. um, this is before she gets her powers. This event causes her to then get her powers. Um, and, essentially, the big issue that happens on this day uh, forces the Avengers to disband. Oh, um, uh -huh. This, then the story picks up five years later. Kamala discovers something, and she attempts to join the Resistance, which therefore brings back kind of the Avengers. Um, and the story just kind of goes from there. The story itself is interesting. Um, it's a little off-putting 
to have these Avengers characters that are not the characters from the movie. Oh. Like, you have Nolan North, right, who voices Iron Man. Troy Baker, who voices Bruce Banner. Are you familiar with those two? I am, actually, yes. Yeah, it just so happens to be the Uncharted characters and the Last of Us (laughs) characters. So here I am, right off the heels of The Last of Us 2. I mean, Nolan North and and Troy Baker, they've done everything. Oh, they've done everything, and they're absolutely incredible, but... Talented voice actors. But they are not my Avengers. (laughs) Um, they, you know, it's just that, you know, he's not, um... Tony Stark is all, you know. Yeah, I mean... And I imagine, you know, they didn't have the budget to get Robert Downey Jr. in. Well, could you imagine getting Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Chris Pratt, and then... Oh, no, Chris Evans, I mean. um, And then I can't even remember the other actors, but... Like, just getting all of them in, because there's Hulk, there's Iron Man, Thor, um, what's called Captain America, Black Widow, and uh, Miss Marvel, which she hasn't really been in any movies or anything that I'm aware of. Um, so it would be very, very, very pricey. And they're adding characters, like Hawkeye was already announced, um, some yeah. other character who I can't remember was already announced, and then Spider-Man's been announced as a PS4 uh, exclusive, which is unfortunately the only reason I had to buy it on PlayStation, and I wish I bought it on PC because I had an incident earlier in the week because I pre-ordered the game, so I got three days early access, so I've been playing it since Tuesday, even though it came out yesterday. Um where there was a ton of particle effects on screen, and my FPS definitely hit, like, 7. Yeah. I mean, the game runs fine, but it totally hit 7 at that one incident, and I was like, damn, if I had my 2070, this wouldn't be a problem. Yep. That's how it usually goes. Yeah, usually. But I'd say overall, if you're at all interested in the game, which I know you're not, but if anyone listening is, wait for a sale. Definitely not a, uh, a day one pickup. Um... The one thing I am interested in is if they have these aspirations to add all these characters, like a like a Destiny would. Or, I wonder how different they'll all play. Yeah. Because, like... That's, well... That's the thing that really discourages me a lot, where it's like... You said, well, wait for a sale. Is, like... There's so much shit that comes out. So much, like, just garbage that comes out. That, like... One in every... You know... 35 games released is worth playing. Yeah. That's just a ballpark. It might even be like 1 in 75. Yeah, that's true. Um, It's honestly, it's tough for me to recommend because I'm enjoying it, but more than anything, you know what the game made me realize? I want a linear Avengers game. I really do. I want an Avengers game where I just go through a campaign I don't have to select specific missions. I just play the damn campaign as it gets handed to me. I am not a fan of this, like, mission selector style. Like, the thing with, like, something like The Witcher 3, where it's a big RPG. You have main quests, you have side quests, you have Witcher contracts, you have a bunch of other side shit. But none of it just kind of feels like shovelware or, like, bloat. Or just, like, shit to keep you busy. Yeah. With this game, it's like... I When I say the side mission is infiltrate this facility destroy these canisters or defend this area or hack these computers or stand in this circle while jarvis hacks into something and defend it that's the side missions that's them um not interesting how do you how do you jump between characters is it like just freely you jump between or is it like that's the worst part no 
start of each mission you have to select which character you play as and if you're a solo like me you can select uh, companions so i currently only have uh miss marvel hulk and iron man unlocked so i typically will play as whatever one's lowest level to try and level them up faster and then select each one oh. as a companion um man that sounds really annoying yeah, story missions, however, sometimes force you to play a character specifically for the story. That's the that's the thing that, um, similar to what Dead by Daylight did, um, which I actually really love that game. No, it's um, a, yeah, it's a fun. I game. played a lot about I, I played a lot of it, but what I, what I didn't like about it, but was also somewhat interesting, is you level up by character. Yeah. So you don't like. You have to pick a character and basically stick to them. Yeah, essentially. Or, this, you know, yeah. there's character-specific abilities, and with Dead by Daylight, there's crosstalk between them. You can spend your blood points to get a, a specific character ability for your character. Yeah. So it, it at least, you know, allows you that freedom. But, yeah. I but mean, if you want to play, like, you know, if you want to play, like, Iron Man, but like, man, Hulk would be better for this mission, but yeah. your Hulk is like level one, and your Iron Man is like level whatever. Yeah. Because you've been playing as Iron Man the whole game. You know, that's a pain in the ass. So now you have to go back and level your Hulk, and then go back and then level Mar Miss Marvel, and then go back and level everyone else, you know? Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. I mean, they do level up alongside you when they're your companion. They kind of get their own little let's pee and stuff, but it's not the same as you playing that character they have xp share like um like in the newer pokemon games i think i think it works kind of like that and they each have their own skill tree which this is where i have the problem personally is seeing as you have to play as like every character um and you can't pick one to stick to the combos are god awful to remember oh yeah i didn't even think about that yeah so now it, you combo someone Oh, man, that's awful. The only good thing about the combo system is that it all kind of flows on, like, a general baseline of, like, square is always melee. Because it's not even, like, it's not even, like, something like uh, Mortal Kombat, where there's a lot of combos you can remember, but it's, you, basically, you get a character and you stick to that character, you, you main a certain character... Yeah. And you know all their combos and how they play as a character. Yeah. Um, it's like you kind of have to play as different characters throughout the story. Yeah. And the thing is, number one, the game's incredibly hard. Like, I'm playing it on hard, and it's frustratingly hard at times because you're a superhero, but you can get blocked so hard and get stuck in a loop if you get surrounded where, like, an enemy punches, punches you, and that staggers you, and then that just keeps happening, and you get your shit rocked in seconds. So... Is it like, is it like bad design hard, or is it like incredibly intricate design hard? Like, is it like a Souls game or like a shitty Rage game? It's it's more of a shitty Rage game. I'm not gonna say it's on the same level as a shitty Rage game, but it's also not on the same level of a Souls game. So, camera when you're playing as Iron Man, yeah, fuck you. That is the worst camera in a game I've ever seen. Where. For some reason, I've been running into this issue where whenever I use Iron Man's heavy attack, yeah. so like with him, his heavy attack is his repulsors, and the other is, is his fist. Yeah, so you yeah. spam triangle on the PS4, and it does like different repulsor combos, and the camera spins when you do it. Just spins. It just slowly spins left like Joy-Con drift. 
That is infuriating. Same thing when you're flying and you go to do a repulsor combo. Really? Say you're flying and then you hit triangle, he'll auto lock on the nearest target like the game does, but the camera will be facing like the other direction. So then you'll just get hit with the heavy ass like 80 health hit. And it's the most infuriating thing in the That's world. That's so annoying. <laughs> um, it's all stuff that can be fixed, and it's not as bad as some games. But there, there's things like that in this game. I mean, that's I mean, that's the. I mean, bringing it back to the Souls games, that's the main issue I had when I played the Souls games. It's the fucking camera. It was always in the way. Yeah. Or what just wasn't snappy enough for me. Yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine playing this game on a keyboard and mouse. Honestly. Really. I have well, a feeling it generally would be like button off. button combo games, those type of games, you generally don't want to play them on a keyboard and mouse. Even like if yeah. you're playing them on PC, you play them on a controller. Yeah. Well, it's it's often better to do a game with fewer concepts but do them well than it is to do numerous and suck. And yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Do like oh, oh, we're gonna do everything in this game, but it's all gonna suck. It's yeah. all gonna be terrible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's filler in, like, every game, regardless. Yeah, regardless of what game, yeah. Like, is. even, like, The Witcher 3 had its fair f- its share of filler. Like, The Witcher contracts are essentially just filler, a lot of them. Yeah. Some of them have, some of them are unique, some of them are interesting, but a lot of them are just filler. Yeah. Um, but... But it's not intrusive filler. Yeah. Like... Mandatory. PS4, like, Spider-Man PS4 had a lot of filler. Like, it had, like, those, like, challenges and shit you could do. Like, the bases and... I mean, that's not necessarily filler filler, but it's, like, just extra stuff you can do if you want. See, the thing I liked about Spider-Man's implementation was that the game itself had a good foundation, though. So, like, the combat challenges where you'd go into an arena or, like, a, a warehouse and have to fight a shit ton of dudes, like... I wanted to do that because once I was far enough in the game where I had all these awesome combos and yeah. I had all these abilities, like it was awesome to go into a warehouse, fight some dude, get surrounded, zip up to the ceiling and drop like a web grenade and then come back down and they're all webbed up and you just start kicking ass. Like it was always good. Can't say that about this game. Like I don't want to have to grind for gear. I honestly just want to get done with the story. And just wait for the DLC. That's where I'm at. I can't. That's not exactly a glowing, re- a glowing review of any video game. It's like, man, I just like can't wait to be done with this. Yeah, I mean, I think about it like I, my goal was to 100% Spider-Man PS4, and I got close, and then I stopped. But this game, like, the faster I can be done with the story is probably the better, because now I'm honestly only interested in seeing if they add good story expansions. And good characters. Like, I already know Spider-Man's coming. I gotta try that out. And that'll be interesting. So. Well, you can get Spider-Man, but you gotta get the $40 expansion that brings his story in. Yeah, and you have to buy it for PS4. Don't forget yes. that. I'm telling you, man, it's a real big mixed bag. Because on one hand, I really liked playing the game. But on the other hand, there's so many weird little things where it just... It's like I said like ten times. It's another game that really just makes me want something else. It honestly, the other thing that even if it's not going to be an Avengers game, I want like a linear, good story-based Thor game and a linear, good Iron Man game. That's what this also makes me want. Like we, I think we had talked about this possibly on an episode of the podcast, maybe not, about like a Thor game playing like God of War kinda. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it 
uh, on the show, but I, I think we did speak with speak about it. Like something like God of War, but obviously you know adapted more around Thor would be so enjoyable, you know, with a good story, good combat system, and just like not shovelware. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, I, that bringing that up really makes me excited for the next God of War games, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's oh, I can't wait. That that'll definitely bring me back. I I d- will actually buy a PS Five for that. Oh yeah, not even yeah. a joke. I know. I was I was gonna buy a PS Five just for Spider Man Miles Morales, but now I'm thinking about a thirty seventy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good luck. Yeah, right. Probably just get the PS Five anyway. Sell your kidney. I already sold both. Man, sell someone else's kidney. Hey Chris, come here for a minute. No, I already uh, I. <laughs> got rid of mine too damn yeah so yeah if you guys want to donate your kidney um you can send it to us by email yeah just um what you want to do is you want to put it in like a ziploc bag and just um put an address (laughs) on that and just ship that out yeah yeah that sounds about right that'll go through the postal service uh so moving on to a, a good video game Witcher yeah. 3! Yeah, we talked about this. We brought it up a couple times in the last topic. Um, uh, you know, if you're... Yeah, if you were unsure... If you're unsure at any point, um, I am a fan. We are fans of The Witcher 3, or The Witcher in general. Yeah, no, I, I love the... I've only played The Witcher 3, so I mean, I can't, I can't say I I'm a... I've played 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been meaning to read the books. I just, like, really hate reading. <laughs> Audiobooks. That's, that's... Yeah, that's really... Like, time-consuming. Oh, my car. I could listen to them in my car. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do. I could do that. I could yeah. Do, that's what I'm going to do. Because I'm often, like, lately I've been, like, p- opening up Spotify. I'm like, man, I really don't know what I want to listen to. There you go. The Witcher books. Witcher books. So hold them to it, guys. You know, make sure you comment every couple episodes. But, hey, hey. Well, what chapter do you want, bitch? Witcher book. <laughs> um, But, no, yeah, The Witcher 3, we're both big fans of the game. I love the show. I know Chris himself loves the show. We've discussed it numerous times. I, I can't wait is, till the new season comes out. We can talk about it on an episode. Show, that show is actually way better than it has than it, than it has any right being. Oh yeah. Um, when season two comes out and we we watch the entirety of season two, we will do a full um, episode on we'll it. We'll do a uh, we'll do a spoiler cast on it. Hell yeah. We'll uh, talk all about it. That's exciting. Um, but The Witcher three. You know, game of the year 2015, one of the greatest games of all time, one of the best RPGs, if not the best RPG of all time, is getting a free, you heard me, free Free. next-gen update for owners of the game on current-gen. So if you own the game on PC, you get it on PC, but updated. You basically get access to ray tracing, Uh, you get access to faster load times, which is more so for the the PS5 and Series X. I mean, if you already have an SSD, don't think that's going to change. But for the PS5 and Series X, you get those really quick load times. Um, The one thing I was was wondering, Chris, and I meant to bring this up to you. Yes. um, You know, have you seen how the PS5 kind of has a big focus on haptics, 3D audio, their trigger uh, tension mechanism, their rumble... They seem to be really pushing haptics this generation. Maybe they um they're making the console specifically for like autistic people. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's not where I was going with this. I was going to say, 
do you think that The Witcher 3 will take advantage of these advanced tactics? Take like, advantage of autistic people? I oh think that's fucking... not very... Oh, I fucking hate you. I don't think that would be very good for CD Projekt Red. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they'd do too well after that. But no, in all seriousness, could you imagine... <laughs> uh, shit. You want an uh, out of there, and you want it out of there now. Yeah, it seems so. Jeez, man. You want him to be back in his box. Stupid ass. So, you know, the, the PS5 with their haptics, they have 3D audio, which is more than likely going to be just like everything we have, you know, already. But, say they really want to push this 3D audio to the next level and really embrace it with next gen. Could you imagine playing, like, the, the Witcher 3, and you know how you have the Witcher senses? Having to use this 3D audio to kind of navigate? That'd be interesting. I think that would be interesting. I think the haptics themselves would be kind of cool. Like, supposedly this, you know, advanced rumble or whatever, that would really be good. You know, casting signs with that might be kind of cool. I don't think it's, you know, particularly worth buying it for next gen. But if you have it on PC, you at least get the advantage of ray tracing and uh, better visuals overall, which is pretty exciting. Entirely unrelated point, but I just figured out why my laptop was dying so quickly. Why is that? Uh, because I had my virtual machine running. It was just sitting there, running, idle. Are you shitting me? No. The thing, like, it, the way the VM works is it takes 4 gigs of RAM, whether I'm using it or not. God damn. Oh, I guess that made sense. It allocates it for that. So it was just sitting, using all those resources, just sitting there. Nice. Because I use the VM for work stuff, because I have to use Windows. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, regardless, let's go back to The Witcher. Yeah, so I mean, I had mentioned, I, I'm i not going to probably replay the game, but what I really am interested to see is that ray tracing. I, The thing with The, the Witcher 3 is I've played it two times, three times over now. Um, so I just like, I don't really know if I want to play it for a fourth time. I forgot I played it a while back, um, like before when I really, before I really got into it. I played it like a while back. Um, I think I got like most of the way through the game, like 85%, 90% of the way through the game. Um, but my thing was like, I, I didn't know how to play RPGs properly, but then I went back and then I played it properly. So, and then I played it New Game Plus. Yeah. So, essentially, for me, that's where my Witcher 3 journey ends. However, like, I really, I mean, I'm trying to justify this in my mind, playing it again for the fourth time. Yeah. Um, when I could just play a different game, you know? Yeah, no, I certainly, I don't think it's going to be worth the replay. If I, I mean, if I did want to replay it, I'd do a Death March run. What is that, crank the hardest up, difficulty? Yeah, crank up the difficulty. Because with Death March Run, you really have to um, pay attention to, like, the different stat boosts that armors give you and certain things like that. Yeah. Um, and it's um, hard. Like, very difficult. Yeah. Certainly sounds like it. Um, I, that's interesting. That would be something kind of cool to uh, screw with. But... Uh, what is it? Is it Ermian? I can't remember his damn name. Erend or Ermian? Is he the he's the main wild hunt guy? What the hell's his name? Oh Christ. Now I can't remember. 
Um, my point in bringing him up, though, while you research that is, could you imagine, like, the the Wild Hunt with their badass armor and, like, their, their ice abilities and, like, the, the way they always come in with all this... Eridan is Eridan. his name. Eridan. I was close. I said Ermian and Erend. I was close. Uh, I, I think you were also getting confused with um, Emir, the king the emperor oh yeah that's true i might have been but um i i don't know why but to me when they talk about this next gen upgrade i picture like better overall visuals and i picture ray tracing where like the armor on these guys is just so badass looking now because it's not like so matte like if you if you've seen them in the winter 3 their armor already looks badass but it's also very just like matte finish just texture but I can totally see it with ray tracing. I want them to be mirrors. Literally, I want I want Geralt to see his scar in their in their armor reflection. But I, I just think it has the potential to really bring the visuals of the game like up there because for the time, Witcher Three was like the best looking game like for that for that year twenty fifteen. It's honestly strange how fast you think about how how fast games are still moving because yeah. the Witcher Three was like. Man, that was such a beautiful game in 2015. Yeah. Right? And you look at it now and you're like, man, this is just kind of average. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's there. It's still good looking. I'm not saying it looks bad. It's just yeah. like it's just, you know, not what you might remember it. It's to be. not as stunning as it used to be. Yeah. Because no. then you think about, you know, more realistic looking games like um God of War. God of War. That game looks incredible. And there's so much more happening in that game. Yeah. Um, but uh, damn, you know what? I think I need to replay God of War. That's on my replay list as well. I want to do a new game plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to do like a bunch of the other side stuff too, and to fight That's all true. the Valkyries and. That's true. Um, I'm just I don't know something about ray tracing in The Witcher Three. Like the sunsets in that game are already incredible. That's the thing is if I wanted to replay it i would want to see the sunsets and the and the the you know the general like colors and reflections and how ray tracing affects um affects beauclair or um tucson you know yeah when you play in blood and wine because that's such a beautiful area of the game it's such a pretty area yeah like the, the i haven't played blood and wine we were just talking about this actually off podcast but the um the screenshots and stuff I've seen, like the little snippets, it looks beautiful. It's such a pretty area of the game. Yeah, and all the all the DLCs being remastered with it for that next gen upgrade. I say remastered, but I, I think all it really is is the ray tracing. It's and it's like a graphical update. Yeah, a little graphical update. So I'm still excited, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's gonna be free. I own the game on PC. Exactly. I'm gonna yeah. update it day one. I'm gonna launch it and just see what the game looks like because that alone kind of has me interested just to see it. The game's already beautiful. It can't get any worse. Yeah, honestly, I yeah, that game's beautiful. I love. I just man, I really love that game. Yeah, it's incredible. All right, fellers. With that said, uh, I think we're gonna round this episode out. It might be a bit of a longer one. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, um, we'll see. I have a lot of editing to do. Yeah, it seems like it. Two hours and ten minutes of it, to be exact. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the recording itself is a bit longer, but we, we're not sure what we, what we want to cut out. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, do no, the normal uh, YouTube stuff. Subscribe. Um, if you don't like YouTube, 
you can import our 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 RSS feed. <laughs> R matey. Yeah, I, I had a bit of a, a time there trying to say that. You can import our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Um, and if you would like to contact us, you can send us your emails, comments, questions, concerns, or death threats. Uh, you can email us at synapsemisfire at pm.me. Uh, and I think that's I think that's it. I think that's the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's been a long-ass day, honestly. Yeah, actually, yeah. I am so tired. But, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully you made it this far. And uh, stay tuned for more episodes of The Drum and eventually a Witcher Season 2 spoiler cast. That'll be fun as shit. Spoiler cast. I can't stop thinking about it now. Oh, man, I, I, I love that show. Anyway, bye. Bye. Leave my house. <laughs>